Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your Keeper of Arcane Lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are mapped as Private Detective Dan Williams. This way to Uncle Touchy's naked fun time puzzle basement. Well, all right. Brian as Dr. Hubert Pretorius Loveland. Come on down in the basement. It's great. And Gabe as Special Agent Roy Arroyo. It's been far too long since I heard the word rectum. Welcome, players. Let's begin by checking the mailbag for any letters from beyond. It's a sack. On iTunes, we do have a couple new reviews entitled... Exactly what I want from a podcast by Vox Clementia. I listened to a couple actual play podcasts, but this is the only one I found that specializes in Lovecraftian RPG elements. So needless to say, I'm very excited. Thanks, y'all. Y'all welcome. Now you here? Oh, wait. Uh, no problem, bruv. Thank you. I'm sorry that you have dementia. Could be worse. It could be Vox Chlamydia, and <laughs> we'd really be in trouble. Although I hear John Oliver has a place for that now, so... I heard that as well. And uh, we do have another one called Come for the Taco Fish, Stay for the Screen Doors by Can Can. Seriously, one of the best Call of Cthulhu real plays out there. Great balance of storytelling, roleplay, mechanic stuff like rolling and skill checks, and general goofiness. The story keeps me engaged and curious, and the players keep me laughing and coming back for more. I also enjoy the recommendo section at the end. It's great to hear what the group has been enjoying lately, and is a great way to find things I might also enjoy. I think we're engaged. I don't know for sure, but holy shit. That was to me, guys. You back off. On Twitter, at Rogius Rogue says, I am definitely taking those mushroom zombies and putting them in my D&D campaign. Nice. Announcements, we got them. Do you like what you hear? Then put your money where your mouth hole is. And support us at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes and we'll reward you with rewards that are rewarding. Again, that's patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Do you wear clothes? Then why not wear clothes with our Lovecraftian designs on them? Buy our stuff at teespring.com slash stores slash Lovecraft Tapes, including hashtag taco fish shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, and more. Again, that's teespring.com slash stores slash Lovecraft Tapes. And yes, you can certainly wear stickers. Alternatively, come to the Royal Arroyo website and buy those exact same shirts for just $1 more. $1, Bob. And as always, you can find these links and more anytime at thelovecrafttapes.com. And while you're there, you could look up the time, because does anybody know what time it is? It's time to pay the bills. Let's take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Moms, dads, overly concerned family members everywhere. Are you worried about you and your kin? Well, here at Herbert we certainly do not, I repeat, do not, have mind control technology salvaged from an interdimensional probe experiment... We do have something that might just be the first step in the road to a healthier lifestyle for everyone. H.W. Industries proudly introduces Better Than Nothing! The colorless, odorless, tasteless, trans-fat-free, organic, non-GMO, low-cholesterol, vegan, somewhat off-putting, barely-a-butter substitute. Delivered from the pure, innocent fat rendered during the manufacturing process for Lab-grown babies use production of our world-famous Bachrog. Bachrog baby wipes. But then nothing is there when all other substitutes and butter-esque condiments fail you. 
no matter how long you leave it in your fridge, the cupboard, on your counter, in the freezer, on top of the cabinet, the garage tool crib, buried in the attic with all your repressed traumatic high school memories, or tucked away in the nightstand drawer next to the gun. You never hope you need twos, but it's there just in case. Better than nothing will persist perpetually due to its near-infinite life. That's right, come the end of the world, whether it be a nuclear apocalypse, viral pandemic, or unleashing the old ones, you can count on the Holy Trinity to remain standing. HW Industries, a mutant army of cockroach soldiers, and butter the thin. Brandish your toast and knife, raise your hand and shoulders in a shrug of defeat, then proclaim to the blood-red skies, well, it's better than nothing. And we're back. And I'm front. Uh, I'm the left. And I'm Gabe. I need to check the left with the doctor. It's swollen. Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 6, The Brigadeasy. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Hubert and Roy discover an earthen tunnel which leads northward and downward into darkness. They decide to investigate further, following fresh tracks. Meanwhile, Dan barricades the church doors against a horde of robed undead, but discovers the threat is not contained to just the crumbling structure. In the face of overwhelming odds, he somehow overcomes his new fear of plant life and follows his compatriots. Unwittingly, Hubert kicks a rattlesnake nest and succumbs to their onslaught, while the FBI agent flees back towards the cemetery, leaving the good doctor for dead. Roy runs into Dan in the subterranean tunnel just as shots ring out to the north. They reluctantly choose the unknown threat ahead over the known threat of a zombie swarm from behind, discovering an idyllic farm on the other end of the underground passage. Hubert, not quite dead yet, awakens to the horror of hermaphroditic suckling. Dan and Roy... As you approach the farmhouse, you can tell it's a bit run down. Sun bleached out here in the middle of nowhere. The screen door has holes in it, and most of the wood has warped. Shabby drapes block out the light. You realize the music is coming from inside, and it sounds like an old record player that skips ever so slightly now and again. There is no sign of life anywhere. To the west of the farmhouse. There's a smaller building that leans to one side like a three-legged dog, its windows cracked and foggy with age. Carved into the cracked wooden door is the symbol of a crescent moon. As you get closer, you detect a rank odor akin to overcooked fish mixed with incense. And lastly, to the east. Once upon a time, this cliff face jutted from the surrounding swamp like an albino pylon seemingly raised from the underworld. But then someone, or something, blasted a cavernous opening into the rock. Now, a wide tunnel mouth leads deep into mystery, lit by flickering torches every ten yards or so. There is a cool, wet scent wafting from within that makes you shiver in anticipation or fear. So we'll place you guys about 30 yards from the uh, main farmhouse. And those are the things that you notice and see. Hey, Dan. Yes, Roy? They got a screen door. Yeah, looks like it has some holes in it. I mean, that's mistreatment, and I'm not okay with it. Roy, we're going to have to ask you to roll for sanity. I need to rescue that screen door, Dan. 
You don't need to rescue the screen door, Roy. It's, They're abusing it. It's a screen door. It doesn't have a soul. It, oh, you wouldn't be saying that if it was a human, hypocrite. Because humans aren't screen doors, Roy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're worse. Well, I'm not going to argue with that point. You're, you got me there. See, I win. We have to rescue the screen door. Don't you think that they might be inside the house and that going right up to it would probably be a bad idea? We don't know who they are, so... Or what they are. They could be friends. No one no one ever asks how they are. They could be friends, Dan. They have a screen door, after all, even if they do abuse it. I mean, they technically did save the doctor from those two rattlesnakes, so... Yeah, I mean, I I'm guess. still not comfortable with it. I'm, I'm... Well, then what do you suggest, Mr. Big Shot, who hates screen doors because you're a bad person? Uh, I, I don't hate screen doors. I hate bad plans. Uh, I don't see you coming up with good plans. First thing I'm seeing is that tunnel over there. That that looks like some place that they would take someone. Like that that's just has suspicious written all over it. So we avoid it. Literally, there's a giant wooden sign above the tunnel that says suspicious. Well, that's not all over it. That's just a little bit above it. It says suspicious all over it on the sign above the tunnel. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we'll avoid that because that's suspicious. We could try and get closer, see if we can't like figure out if there's anyone in that house. I mean, we also have that building over off to the side there, and who knows what's in there. All right, we'll take four steps forward and reassess. So of the 30 yards, you take four steps closer. <laughs> there are a couple of things that you do notice, and that is there is a bit of a breeze that appears to be going through the cavern. So you can see the torchlight is actually sort of flickering a bit, even though out here in the field there isn't much of a breeze at all. The screen door is actually in much poorer shape than originally you could see from four steps ago. It has many holes within the screens, but the frame is also severely warped. And the fish smell from the outbuilding intensifies slightly. Why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden, each of you. I needed a 68, and I rolled a 51. That is a success for me. I needed a 70, and I got a 15. That was a hard success. So, Roy, assuming that you have seen the photo that Dan took of the tattoo... Hey, Dan, show me that photo of the tattoo. Yeah, no, I showed it to both of them way back when we were at the house. That was way back when we were at the house. Hey, Roy, here's a photo of the tattoo for a memory refresher, just in case. Yeah, I was high and entranced, so I don't remember things. Cool, I've seen it. The uh, crescent moon that is carved into the cracked wooden door of the outbuilding is exactly the same as the what appears in the tattoo. It's the same angle, the same waning proportion. That's interesting. Uh, the closer we get to this house, the less and less I like it. And here I was thinking of checking to see if it was on Airbnb. That's just because you're a wuss. I mean, come on. You got to know that by now. Okay, look, we, we, we need some sort of plan here. We need to figure out who these people are, what they want, and where they took Dr. Loveland because... Look, I think you know that the the rotating cast of third members to this crew is always the plan guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you have a point there. We're at a disadvantage right now. Tell you what, why don't we, uh, why don't we get up behind that big tree up there? And knock it down onto the house? Yes, that's what I was thinking. No. That would scare them outside, and we could hide and blame it on lightning. Or Molotov cocktails through the windows. That would not be hard at all. Or, how about this, Roy? We turn around and go home and just call it a loss. I was thinking about that because Hubert's annoying, but I need this antidote if I want to not die, which I don't, I'm not 100% sure that I want to not die yet, but I like the option. Well, then you're in luck. 
Why don't you put it up to a vote? Majority wins. Or as Dio says, the mob rules. I can do a jump roll if, if you think that would help us. You can't jump. That's Van Halen. That's true. All right. Here's my plan. Let's knock on the front door. Really? That's that's the big plan. You just want to knock on the... Oh, it's... I mean, your let's go behind the house plan was so revolutionary and so not something we did in Texas that totally worked out when we did it then. You know what, Roy? We're going to have to do something or we're going to be standing around here all day just talking about it. And I'm going to pull my gun out and shoot out one of the windows on the house and see what happens. Because I'm just getting really annoyed at Roy right now. All right, go ahead and give me a roll. I like this, Dan. I needed a 43 and I rolled a 3. That's an extreme success. Oh my god, you take out everybody on the top floor that's on top of me. The, the bulk of the weight of the house was supported by that window that you shot out. And only the window remains just floating in space. Alright, so an extreme success on the firearm. Uh, let's do a quick review. And Dan, how many bullets do you got left? Uh, After shooting that one, I have five left. And I still have another mag. And Roy, how about you, buddy? I have seven. So here's what happens. <laughs> Dan pulls out his gun and fires into a window. Uh, is that on the upper story or lower? Or? Uh, just one of the first floor windows, hoping maybe I hit something. And as soon as the bullet pierces the window and there's tinkling glass, uh, you see a bit of a thwip through one of the drapes and a bullet hole that's got a little bit of a singe on it. That was already there. That was already there. You went straight through it. That's how good you are. (laughs) The music immediately stops you here. Record scratch. And then there's like a silent beat as you guys both watch. And then a body falls out of the window and drapes over the frame. Uh, Why don't each of you give me a spot hidden, please? I needed a 70. I got a 5. I needed a 68, and I rolled a 23. That's a hard success. All right, so Roy immediately recognizes the individual, and this is one of the Glatmanites that chased you down on the turnpike when you first arrived. And as he drapes over out of the window, clearly dead, shot through the head, he drops a baseball bat, which you recognize. He was one of the individuals in the flatbed. Well, I'd say that went over pretty well. I'm going to run over to his body. As you run, close the gap between the remaining 29 yards. I run out of breath at 28 yards. I'd say about halfway. Half, you get halfway there. And the body starts slowly going back in through the window, being dragged from the other end. Oh, that kills what I wanted to do. And then you hear heavy footfalls coming from within. Hey, Dan, you you should come with me. You guys should shoot at more windows. Okay, as long as we stay on this dirt path that is definitely not covered in any kind of grass or weed or plant life or anything. So I'll continue running towards the house. I'm going to follow behind him as close as I can without touching anything icky. My attempt here is to, uh, like, crouch next to the house so I'm not just in an open space. Basically, what we're going to need to do here is a little bit of initiative. And uh, remind me of your dexterity, please. 60. 50. All right, this guy's got a 50, so he's going to resolve with Roy. What a loser. That's so low. Dan, you're going to resolve first, and what you see is a shotgun pointing out towards the window towards Roy. Ooh. Well, I'm going to aim up from where I see that barrel and fire off another round. All right, sock it to me. Give me your firearms roll. I needed 43, I rolled a 41, that is a success, and 10 points of damage. The shotgun barrel was like pointing out between the drapes at Roy, and then you shot through 
the gap in the drapes. Obviously, the gun barrel goes flinging backwards, and you see a bit of a splat of red against the drapes, and you hear a thump. Roy, Dan just shot over your head. You're welcome. As you're closer to the window now, you hear a, um, a muffled grunt and then an exclamation from someone else. So do I see anyone? Not currently. You're crouched out next to the house, essentially, just below the window. So do they all know that I'm right there? You're not quite sure. Can I roll a spot hidden to know if they all know that I'm right there? Uh, if you'd like that to be your action. That's all you could do that turn. Essentially, yes. Okay, I don't know what else I would do. So I guess maybe I'll... Well, I don't know what they are, and I only have seven bullets, and I don't have a very good firearms rate. Oh, got you. And I also just rolled an extreme. So maybe I'll just uh, look and see if I can stealthily see where people are without dying. Couldn't give me a spot hidden? I needed a 70, I got a 62. We're going to say with that level of success, uh, you can see a shadow on the window frame so that you know that there are people within one or maybe two but you're you don't have any kind of beat on them they are still behind the drapes inside and it sounds like they're moving around possibly one or more is moving away dan you see someone barging through the front door which is 40 feet away from where you guys currently are this guy has a shotgun and right behind him is another guy with a baseball bat and you can see them on the uh, extended porch sort of a wraparound interior porch and they'll be coming through the door here any minute. Anything you want to do besides just hang out? Just chillax, bro. Yeah, actually, I'm going to try and intimidate them into just kind of giving up. Because why not? So I'm going to, from the side where I'm at, I'm going to holler into the house. Now, gentlemen, I do believe that you have taken one of my friends. And as you have seen here today, I have taken two of yours. So why don't you do the smart thing and step outside, drop whatever you're holding... And just tell me what I want to know, and I will make sure that your deaths are short and mostly painless. All right, go ahead and give me that sweet, sweet intimidate roll. Mother. Spend the luck. Ooh, I could too, couldn't I? After all that work and coming up with a southern accent, you gotta spend the luck. Fine, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spend eight points of luck to make that thing work. I needed a sixty, and I rolled a sixty-eight. And what does that leave you for luck? 44. I am below the 50% mark. You have more than double mine. Yeah, I'm at 42, so... I'm at 21. You just barely make it, and and you give them pause. Kitten pause? But unfortunately, these guys are cultists, so you would have needed a hard success on this. Uh, Bruh. Damn. That was worth a shot. But you gave them, like, a little bit of pause, which gives you just enough time to reestablish the order, so it's your action now. Nice, Matt. Cool. So do I have a line of sight on anyone that I could... You do. They have a bit of cover. Um, So what you're going to do is you're going to roll a penalty dice uh, if you want to take a shot at these guys because they're still... They're within the porch, which has glass and a little bit of frame and stuff like that. It looks like they're intent on barging out uh, on their turn. But right now they're inside. I'm trying to think if... I don't think it's worth taking that shot with that penalty dice so it's a matter of do i want to i'm trying to think if there's a way i can set this up to give myself a bit more of an advantage don't forget you have a friend in jesus no you're 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 otherwise occupied so i'm, I'm not worrying about you so i guess i'm just gonna duck around the side of the porch as much as possible so that when they pop out of that door they don't have like immediate line of sight on me i want to kind of be able to swing around the corner and maybe surprise them and uh roy uh what, what would you like to do 
It's still my turn. It's my turn, ain't it? And I and I feel pretty set up, waiting for them to come out. Right. You can you can now see them uh, as they are barging. Are they coming through the door right now? They will be in a moment. On their turn, they will be coming through. If they want to attack you, they're going to be subject to the same penalty dice roll on their turn, and then next round it'll be open season. I'll try and stay hidden a little in the bushes then and just wait for them to come through. Yeah, there's no bushes really on that uh, below the window. Uh, you're essentially just right below the broken window. Um, there's a little bit of glass there crunching underneath your feet. But If I uh, zoom in real close, I can see a shadow of a bush, so that means there's a bush. That means there's six more months of winter. Uh, okay, so you're just going to hunker down essentially? Yeah. The lead guy with a shotgun comes barreling through the front screen door. And as he does, he does like a roll, like a somersault out the front door and takes a shot at Dan. What is he, atomic blonde? I'm going out and going out in a blaze of glory, damn it. His blast goes wide. Wait, give him the penalty dice, see if he fumbles. Yeah, blow his own brains out. So the shotgun blast goes wide, basically peppering the siding. The other person behind him goes running towards the small building so we're at top of round dan you know what i think i'm gonna take a a shot at the guy who's trying to get to that outbuilding roll away baby i needed a 43 and i rolled a five that's an extreme success so that was six damage you said yep he took six points of damage on that You, you got him right in the butt cheek yeah nice and you can see like basically his left cheek is like just shredded and dripping blood and he limps towards the uh, uh, building, but you didn't take him down. However, you do have additional shots if you want to take them with, with the penalty die rolls. So if I let him go at this point, even though he's limping, would he would he have enough speed to make that building? Yeah, it probably looks like he does. Uh, but you also have the other guy with a shotgun in between you and him. Yeah, I'm just afraid of what's inside that building. Usually when there are people out front with guns and you, you know, ignore them for a, a, what looks like a crumbling outbuilding, that's that's the scary thing here, not not the shotgun. It's going to screw me over, but... You, you taking the extra roll? Uh, I am. Uh, baseline, you do this. that's a nine, but I do need to roll the D10 penalty die. But you can do this, Matt. You got it. Oh. I did not. That makes it a 79, so that is not a good shot. You had him lined up perfectly, but the uh, the guy with the shotgun saw that you were aiming at his friend and stepped in quickly, and your bullet glanced off of the uh, shotgun and went wild. Mm-hmm. And you could, you could hear it go, Fing! The, the words distance. pissing distance, whoa. How, how many bullets you got left there, Dan? Uh, two, before I need to reload my second mag. Got it. Roy, you're cowering in the bushes that don't exist. <laughs> so wait, lay out where the guy with the shotgun is in, in accordance to me. So you, you are hugged up against the uh, farmhouse underneath the window. Dan is about uh, 10, 15 feet to your left in front of you. Basically, you have a clear view of the guy with the shotgun now. He just came down the steps of the uh, front porch and is essentially rounding around to uh, fight Dan. So he's not focused on me. Not necessarily, but he knows you're there. Uh, you're not hidden. I don't think I'm going to make this roll, but I have to try. I'll I'll shoot him. Okay. And I needed a 24. I got a 79. That's a fail. And he's actually going to uh, fight back. Yeah, I knew he was gonna. He's actually gonna whip out a knife at you. I'm gonna die. Like I said, for going out, we're going out in a goddamn blaze of glory. I'd rather just not go out. He needed a 25, and he rolled a 79, so that's a fail. So the knife actually sticks into the wood next to your head. 
it is now his turn, and he is not looking happy, and he lines up the shotgun with Dan's head. So he turned around because he's dumb and is underestimating Roy Arroyo, and his knife is sticking in the wood by my head, so I'll jump up, and I'll as I'm going, I'll grab the knife and try and stab it into his neck. So he's too far away for that, but you could throw the knife. All right, I'll throw it at him. Just think Jack Burton in Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, I'll Jack Burton him. So go ahead and give me a uh, just a regular old fighting brawl attack. I need a 25, and I got another 79. He picks up the knife and it throws it, and it immediately sticks back into the same spot on the wall. <laughs> so I pull the knife up, but I only pull the handle out and throw it at him. <laughs> and he sort of looks down at it, gives a shrug, and then levels at Dan. I tried, Dan. And he unloads a barrel. Boom! Oh! He needed a 25. He rolled a 9, which is a hard success. Dodge, Matt. I only have a 30 in dodge. Yep, so you can either fight back, dodge, or some sort of maneuver, but you need a better success than he has. Fight back. Yeah, that's the problem. Is if you're going to go down, fight back. I would dodge. So you're fighting back? Yeah. Well, I could dodge, but I have a 30, and I'd have to get a hard success on that to, to beat his. Or I'd have to get a better hard success. So we'll... You still have to get a better success. Uh... Nope. I got a normal success on my shot, so he wins that, and I take 10 points of damage. Yep, you needed a 43, and you rolled a 23, which is a success. But unfortunately, you take 10 points of shotgun blast. What does that leave you down to? Three. And is that a major wound, sir? Yes, it would be. Do you lose your face, too? So you are, boosh, blown backwards. And now I need you to make a successful con roll, please. Then a snake creature mm-hmm. climbs on top of you. The pants come down. Which I did. I needed a 70, I rolled a 67. So you avoid falling unconscious. You know what to do, Dan. Pull them pins. Roy, you see Dan basically just get blasted. He's thrown to within five feet of you. He's laying right next to you now. And the guy with the shotgun is half grinning and winks at you as he reloads his shotgun. And meanwhile, his friend attains the building, the outbuilding, limping and is wrenching at the door. And we're now at the back top of the round and... Dan, what would you like to do? (laughs) Can I take another shot? Because technically I'm still conscious. Uh, You are prone, so you're going to take a penalty die. And you're only allowed one shot. Do it. Sure. See how lucky you get, man. Roll a one. You need a one or a zero or a three. That's a one. That is a successful shot prone on my back after being blasted in the face with a shotgun for 10 points of damage. That's called luck right now. Lay back on my back. Pop goes the weasel. You clip the top of his skull with your bullet, and he sort of has a confused look on his face, and he crumples to the ground like a a wet noodle. He just goes... That's the noise he makes when he does it. (laughs) That's the noise he makes. And uh, Dan, how many bullets you got left? Uh, I have one left before I need to reload. So what's the status of that dude that just fell? Oh, he dead. Is he dead? He appears to be uh, shot in the head. Okay. I tell you, he dead. So how far away is the guy at the barn or whatever it is? Uh, He's actually uh, out of your eyesight right now, I would say. But I know he's there. You, You know he's there and you can see like the corner of the building, but you can't see the door that he actually went into. 
All you know is that he was running towards that door. Or he could, you know, help me This out. is some risk right here. How can I help Dan? Can I give him first aid? Can he medicine or first aid to give me... First aid must be delivered within one hour. Okay, so I'll run over to Dan and I'll try and apply first aid. Go ahead and roll away. I need a 30, I got a 60, so that's a fail. Oh shit, the knife's in you now. <laughs> Damn it, Roy. The shotgun blast was actually very close, and it looks like he took it full in the gut where he got shot previously, and it may have reopened his other wound. And so he is sort of bleeding profusely right now. Dan, listen to me. What? I know I suck at first aid, but I just, I need to tell you something. What's that, Roy? For once, this is your fault. Yeah, you're right. All right, I'm going to try and kill that other guy now. You hear the creaking of a door and then the slamming of one. He definitely has an alien's mech suit right now. District 9. That's all you hear. Can I self-first aid myself? Uh, you may not, no. Damn it. Do a dodge. But you can take stock of yourself real quick, and you see the wound that you sustained from the shotgun. It did indeed rip open the uh, scar tissue from your previous gut shot. At some point, you're going to need some medicine, but right now, you think like you could probably tighten your belt a little bit and maybe tuck in your shirt and staunch the blood a little bit. Close the okay. wound. You feel like you could walk. I have super glue. That would work. You're not going to be doing any blank panther moves or anything like that you know get in the car guys we're going to hardy's well, there goes my entire plan so i'm gonna get up and do what i can to help stop the bleeding is a hey roy hi dan you know it'd be really helpful right about now what's that a doctor that one doctor that we know got killed so and speaking of which so hubert you find yourself in that same bed with those same creatures. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and you're loving it now. Suckling at you. But as they suckle at your wounds, it's as if you feel the poison draining from you. Mm. And you feel sensation again in your arms and legs. And wrecked them. Damn near killed them. And you, you suddenly realize that they have cured you of the poison that's inside you. From the rattlesnakes. You can sense that you, you can move again. You're not, no longer paralyzed. Okay. The rattlesnake poison was somehow immobilizing you. But now that they've taken it out of you, you feel... Brisky. Strength returning. So wait, I need that. Uh, do I have access to any of my belongings, like my crucifix or anything like that? So currently, all of your belongings are in a heap in one corner of the room. You are completely nude. But you can see just a, a few feet away is all your clothing and every all of your belongings it appears to be. Quick, ask them if they want to have a moment to talk about your Lord and Savior Jehovah. That should get rid of them real quick. I'm going to use all the strength I have to try to throw the creature off of me and in the same movement roll off the bed towards my cane. You feel a surge of strength and go to remove this creature off of you. A strange look of surprise crosses its alien features, and it makes a confused noise, like, and then it removes itself from you, as do all of the other creatures, hmm. sort of shrinking back from you as if in fear and confusion. I'm going to fall off the bed and reel back uh, across the floor on my butt and put my hands up, like, don't hurt me. What is, what is happening here? What are you doing to me? And as you make that sudden movement to roll off the bed, they shrink 
in synchronicity with your movements. And then as you put your hands up and and say those words, they cock their heads and look at you, their strange vertical eyes blinking. The eyelids are actually snipping from the sides, not from the top and bottom. They start making this strange purring sound, like quizzical. Hmm. But they don't return your response. They're just looking at you, and once you hold up your hands, mm-hmm. they start to slowly converge on you again. Okay. I'm going to keep my hands, lower them a little bit, and keep them towards me at the ready, and I'm just going to see what happens. They slowly come towards you, and as they reach you, they lick your feet and look up in your face, and then continue licking you and stroking you. Sit, Ubu, sit. And you quickly realize where this is going to lead if you let them. You hear what sounds like a tinkling glass outside. It's a medical disorder. Oh, it hurts. Oh, boy, I'm thoroughly confused now. How about you put your damn pants on? How about you don't? (laughs) Roll for pants. So I hear, like, the breaking glass sound is what I hear? In the distance, like, very muffled, yeah. Almost sounds like a window breaking or something uh, far away. I'm going to slowly, with one hand up, reach over and grab my clothes and pull them towards me. And as you do, they all shrink back. Like any movement seems to disturb them or... As slowly as I can, I'm going to get dressed trying not to threaten them. You know what I'm saying? Not to scare them. Obviously, this is normal for them, whatever they're doing. It'd be a lot less scared if you just left the clothes off. I'll tell you what, when this is all done, I'll introduce you. You maybe have 12 more kids. <laughs> you could have a litter. A little slithery litter. Litter. <laughs> can I keep one? Mmm. Deadbeat dad. You can see that there is a door on the far side. Now that you're up and uh, on your feet and getting dressed, uh, you can see that the bed is stained and sagging. and looks like it's been well used over the course of time. There are uh, what appear to be almost like nests of dead vines that have been dried and assembled to form little beds here and there. Why don't you give me a spy hidden? I needed a 25, I got a 70. You get dressed rather quickly, and as, as you are pulling on your pants and, and, and shirt and sort of re-equipping your equipment, you do hear what sound like several gunshots outside. Okay, what's the reaction on the creatures? They don't appear to be reactive in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. I'm going to, is there any type of opening at all, like a crack in the door or anything? There are windows uh, out towards the door to the left and right of it, but they're they're like stained and dirty and foggy. Uh, you can't see anything out. Maybe, maybe a little bit of light uh, seeping through, but you can't see anything of the exterior. Okay, I'm going to go up to the door as soon as I hear the gunshots and try to see if I can see out without opening the door. You have to make your way through the group of... Creatures? Okay, how tall are they? They are humanoid. They're about your size. Okay. But their legs have been merged together. Oh, weird. Sort of flipper-type things. How do they move around? Are they laying down? They're using their their forearms to drag themselves around. On the floor? And then they sort of undulate slightly with the rubbery flipper. All right, I'm going to slowly walk through them. And they continue to purr up at you and mill around. I'm going to touch their heads as I go, just to let them know I'm not threatening them. I'm just moving through. And and they nuzzle your hand. I'm going to take off my clothes. No. (laughs) Never leaving. Never, ever. Never leave it. <laughs> Mermaids from hell. I'm so dehydrated. So uh, you do attain the uh, door. Okay. And uh, the gunshots have 
died out. There's n- haven't been any okay. in a few seconds, I guess. And and so you're near the door. And yeah, you can certainly see now that there is a keyhole. I'm going to um, crouch down and peek through the keyhole. I'm going to need you to get, do a dex roll, please. Why are they going to rape me again? They better. <gasps> I needed a 40. I rolled a 2. That's an extreme success. You clench so hard, they die. Hot damn, buddy. <laughs> Which is great, because as soon as you press your eye to the keyhole, you hear and see someone racing towards the door and is, like, one second away from flinging themselves through the door. Oh. What do you do? Stand in front of the door, holding the sword pointing end towards the door. I'm going to grab the door handle and pull it open before he can get to it. So he goes in through it instead of pushing through the door. They're not going to be happy with the state of his ass. So, Doc, you time it perfectly. You wrench open the door, and the Glatmanite, who you do not recognize at all, he just seems to be like a weird, pale-colored individual who is carrying a bat, stumbles through the door with a look of horrified surprise. And he's doing one of those things where, like, he's falling forward, but he's still trying to run. (laughs) And he's, like, clawing at the air. And then he lands face down in the middle of the room. A bit of dirt puffs up, and he is temporarily incapacitated. We'll go ahead and give you the next uh, round. I am going to quickly step out of the door and slam the door behind me. As I'm running out. All right, so you flee the building, and now you can quite clearly see it is uh, some sort of outbuilding on a homestead with a farmhouse nearby. And oh my God, you can see Dan and Roy both standing at the corner of the farmhouse. And it looks like Dan has been shot. He's bleeding from the gut. And Roy looks pretty rattled. I start waving my hand in the air. Chosen one! You can see a another Glatmanite lying face up, not too far from them. He looks like he's been uh, bleeding from the top of the head, pulling brains and uh, blood onto the ground. But more importantly, you can see behind them a group of robed individuals. Many, many individuals coming from the cavern entrance behind them. And... That's when you also notice more robed individuals coming from the south. Tune in next time no, for more come on, of I was Chapter just 6, The Big Uneasy. Did you not see that coming, Brian? Come on. I did, but then he didn't do it right away, so I thought, well, we're going to go another 15. It's called a bait and switch, man. It's called the bait and Nintendo Switch, man. It's the master bait and switch. I like this new lots of action gameplay. It stresses me out. It does me too. I have three hit points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan's got three hit points and one bullet in the chamber. <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? I have zero. I have another mag, though, so... Come on. Next episode, right now. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. And go. We're going to double-double. All right, guys. Well, it's time for recommendos, so why don't each of you roll me a D100? I'm going to be so mad if I waste a good roll. I rolled a 7. 54. I rolled a 42, which is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. All right, so Gabe, you're going first, buddy. I'm going to start a duo of recommendos, and I'll finish the next one at the finale. Why are they related? Because they both share a word in the title. That's all it takes for me to relate to things. So the first one is a video game, Suck It Matt, called Quantum Conundrum. It is a good game. It's a puzzle game made by the, I believe it's made by the same people that 
like folks, not company necessarily, that made Portal. You are a child of indiscriminate age, and you're visiting your uncle. And once you get there, there's no one to greet you because he's trapped in some alternate dimension. And he's an e- uh, he's a semi-evil genius, by the way. You're trying to help save him whilst traveling throughout the house, and you are given access to his power glove, which allows you to make everything lighter, make everything heavier, slow down time, and reverse gravity and you use those skills to get through the house to help turn on generators and power the house so you can figure out how to get home and just the designs are all really cool the i love the animation it's a real cartoony style and some of the comedy is like just hysterical some of his like quips it's all sarcastic about how much he like hates you because you suck at, it, at your job so it's a it's a it's a lot of fun check that out it's an older game so it's probably very cheap these days quantum conundrum stay tuned next episode for my other quantum recommendo all right well i'm up next so i am going to recommend the 2017 horror movie terrifier this is written, directed, and edited by one guy named Damien Leone. I've never heard of him, but awesome. Starring Jenna Cannell, Katie McGuire, Catherine Corcoran, and David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. This is recommended by Bloody Good Horror Podcast, which I listen to on a regular basis, and those guys are awesome. It is a gritty 70s, 80s, grindhouse slasher style. It has extremely gory practical effects. And one of the most disturbing and disgusting kill scenes I've ever seen. I'm not going to say what it is because I've watched many horror films over the years. And I've seen many wonderful kills, some fantastic stuff. This made me cringe while I was watching it. But also laughing because I could not believe they were pulling this off. Are you a bullshit artist? It still sort of disturbs me when I think about it because this is something that nobody should ever have happened to them. It's a movie. Didn't happen. I know. I know it is. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a really rough scene. And despite that, it's it's sort of done in a weird black humor sort of way it doesn't really soften the blow it almost makes it worse because there's a little bit of humor the script and the direction avoid any kind of cliches or redundancy that you might find in these sort of types of slashers even though the movie takes place in generally just kind of one location it has really decent writing confident direction and the the dialogue when it's dumb is actually played to be dumb it's meant to be that it boils down to black humor that is so dark it's just like pitch tar black punctuated by really unsettling performances and it does open itself up to a possible franchise i won't ruin the ending but you could totally see that uh, this evil clown situation could be going on beyond just this movie so terrifier is truly terrifying that's cool all right matt how about you Ooh, uh, i also have a game so no you suck it gabe you both can later keep going I have a, as of the time of recording, relatively uh, hot off the presses indie game called Moonlighter. And it's a really interesting game because it's a combination of two and one. On the day side of the game, you're a shopkeeper who manages this little shop in the town where you, you have items that you sell to, you know, the townsfolk and traveling adventurers and you're trying to make money to, you know, make your shop bigger so you can sell more items. But 
the flip side of this is that at nighttime, you have to go to the magical dungeons outside your town and kill creatures to find items to bring back to your shop to sell the next day. So it combines the shopkeeping management stuff with uh, an action RPG with very roguelike elements to it. And then you have tons of different creatures. There are multiple dungeons there for you to climb through that each have their own unique environment. And it's a really cool, it comes down to a really cool balance of I have all these, I have all these items. What do I want to take back? You know, what sells for money? What's popular right now? And it becomes this really, really fun blend and balance between trying to, to solve the mystery of the dungeons outside your town while still making as much money as you can back from your shop. Moonlighter. And believe it or not, it's available on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation for $20. I don't believe it. All right, Brian. Uh, my recommendo is an old anime called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. This is a little bit darker than the original. It's about two brothers that lose their mother. She dies of, uh, I believe it's cancer. They never really say what it is. And they're so distraught that they use alchemy to try to bring her back to life. But in the process, his little brother, Alphonse's body is taken. And Edward loses his arm and his leg in the process. So he doesn't lose his brother's soul. He bonds it to a suit of armor, which he takes with him everywhere he goes. It's basically their adventures of trying to figure out how to get their body bodies back and his the soul put back into his uh, brother's body and they run into all sorts of problems and huge conspiracies and all five parts are available on netflix so you can watch every single thing i am not even finished with it yet but i have made it to part four i've been binging way too much so but um that's my recommendo uh full metal alchemist brotherhood on netflix definitely check that out if you're into anime it's it's really it's really good fast paced too which is nice well thank you guys and that's going to do it for this episode of the lovecraft tapes thank you for listening particularly you tom always listening and watching you like to watch i know you like to watch <laughs> oh yeah please subscribe on <laughs> apple podcasts google music podbean stitcher or anywhere you download your regular podcasts if you like what you hear please leave us a review meanwhile you can find us at the with links to all our recommendos and social media channels including facebook reddit youtube and discord server where you can chat with us in real time Fake you time. can find me on twitter at lovecraft tapes and if anybody knows where i can airdrop a doctor in who can give me all my hit points back let me know on twitter at the real weird kid and if anybody wants to give me some people skills so i can talk these people down you can find me at lovecraft gabe did anybody pack any anal ease if so you can reach me at brian podcast on twitter until next time roll for sanity the lovecraft tapes podcast is copyright 2018 For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.